This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, this is Taylor Vipolis, and today I'll be breaking down my thoughts on Carolina's upset loss to Appalachian State, and we've also got an insightful conversation with current radio analyst Deems May. We differed in our thoughts in the game, and before we get into that, I'm just going to put my thoughts out there first. I'm not surprised at all by UNC losing to Appalachian State. I think if these two teams play a full season's worth of games, you split them 50-50 or as close to 50-50 as you could get. This game, to me, it was always going to be a toss-up. App State has done such a great job developing their recruits, and at the same time, UNC has really struggled developing their recruits. App State has closed any talent gap between the two teams, and for anyone who thought UNC would dominate their neighbors from Boone, they either haven't realized how far this UNC team has fallen off, or they underestimated how well this App State team has been built up under Coach Satterfield. You can't say, well, if you take out one or two plays that went against Carolina, that it, that they would have won the game because then you're just creating some kind of hypothetical. And you also can't say, well, if Carolina didn't turn the ball over three times, they win that game because, again, that's a hypothetical. And credit to App State for creating those turnovers. Better teams often win the turnover battle. And I also think App State, they're a team that won 11 games last year and they returned 16 starters from that team, that they're going to be better in these close toss-up games because those players have been around a program that expects to win and they know what it's going to take to win in comparison to Carolina where they've won five games the past two years. And I think when you start to have these games go in the, in the tight game situations, Carolina can kind of revert back to those past thoughts where, you know, this is a team that has only won five games the past two years and something's going to go wrong for them. When in contrast, you have an App State team who's who's won conference championships. They've won big games. They've won bowl games. They expect to win these games. It's an in-state game. They feel like they've been overlooked by North Carolina. Carolina, they still don't realize that these in-state teams, they're going to get their best performances from these in-state teams when they play North Carolina. And on Saturday, Carolina got handled at both lines of scrimmage for a larger part of that game. App asserted themselves, and they were the ones taking it to the Tar Heels. The Mountaineers looked both faster and more athletic on both sides of the field. In my opinion, that's not a fluke. Should Carolina beat App 90% of the time? Yeah, I believe that. Carolina should get better recruits with better coaching and better development, 
and better facilities and have that translate to wins. But right now, that's just not the case in Chapel Hill. Do I think UNC has a higher ceiling than App State? And I'd rather be in their position the next five plus years? Again, yeah, but that's not the point. App State was the better team on Saturday, and the scoreboard reflected it. I still think North Carolina is a program that is trending in the right direction, and the Coastal is theirs for the taking in the years to come. But until they get the recruits to build that debt necessary to contend, what you're left with is a lot of toss-up games like Saturday. I'll bring on Deems May now, but first I wanted to talk to you about Johnny T-Shirt. Family and alumni owned and operated since 1983. Johnny T-Shirt has you covered with anything you need Carolina-wise. Your T-shirts, your jerseys, your hats, your visors, your tailgating supplies. You want it, they've got it. If you're coming to Chapel Hill this weekend for the Clemson game, be sure to stop by. And if you can't make it to the game, visit them online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off their orders. All right, here's Deems May. I'm joined by Deems May, former Tar Heel quarterback, tight end. Deems, first off, how are you doing? Been better, obviously. Uh, it was tough loss. Um, just going back and, and last 24, 48 hours, it's, it's, it's tough um, because that's a, that's a game we should have won and a, and a game we needed to win. And and it was uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's um, it's to the point where, you know, you just kind of feel like you almost wasted a really good start um, to the season. And, and, and a lot of people will go back and say, yeah, we, you know, a lot of people are taking two and two right now, but I don't know if anybody would have taken it this way. And and I'm I'm one of the few that, that, that I don't think App State's a very I don't think they're very good. Uh, honestly, they gave up 500 yards to UNC Charlotte and 41 points. And I'm I'm just on the I'm I just think that we that we're struggling really bad to run the ball right now. And and turnovers are the great uh, equalizer for talent. And um and they were just more scrappy than we were. And and that those are the things that, that really kind of been gnawing at you since you know saturday afternoon for sure can i i was just going to play devil's advocate for a second i do think app state is a good team i think from a development standpoint app state has done a really good job closing any talent gap between the two teams so in your opinion you're saying you thought unc was the better team but if app state was kind of a shocking loss for you why in your mind do you think the line was only at two and a half and <laughs> Is it just because yeah, of Carolina's injuries yeah, and where they're at? I, you know, everybody has their own opinion. And Vegas, you know, they don't miss much. But um, there was a huge – there was there was talent gap there um, big time just from – now, I'm not saying there was a – you know, I mean, I'm just saying we had more talent. And I, I think when you look back at the end of the year and, and watch Appalachian State, I mean, they came to play. And um, I, I think there's a big talent gap. I really do. I think we were much more talented – and, you know, but they, but they won the game and the equalizers were the equalizers, the turnovers. But until our kids start realizing how much they're hated uh, by every team in this state, we're going to struggle. And, and these kids need to realize that they're going to get the best shot from everybody from in-state. They got it from Wake Forest. They got it from Appalachian State. They got, they're going to get it from NC State. They're going to get it from Duke. And they're going to get it from Virginia Tech. And that's, those are the facts. They're going to get the best shot because every one of those coaches know that if they beat Carolina, then their shelf life as a coach of that school is going to be extended. Until our players start realizing that and know they're going to get the best shot of everybody, then, then we're going to continue to struggle like this. And, um, and I just think that they played over their heads and, and um, 
I mean, we, we, we had more talent. We should have beaten them, and there's no excuse to lose in Appalachian State. App is a team. They won 11 games last year. They brought back 16 starters from that team. Do you think when a team is closing out games late that App had the advantage because, you know, they've been tested and they expect to win games, where in comparison, a team like Carolina can start to revert back to the tendencies they had last year and two years ago where they've only won five games the past two years? I, yeah, I think that's fair. I think the, I think any time you, you, you lose as many close games as we did last year, uh, you know, doubts will creep in, and, and the psyche the psyche of this team is fragile. And and that's something that I know Coach Brown is is cognizant of. I know all the coaching staff is, and and I think we fans need to be that way, you know, cognizant of that as well. But we also have to point out the fact that that this is a team that we should have won. This is a team that we were more talented in. And they came in and played, and we just didn't respond very well in the middle of that game. And, and we can't – I think Coach Brown said it the best. He's, you know, we, our shoulders start dragging a little bit, slumping. Our, our demeanor gets down a little bit. And this thing's not going to be – this worm's not going to turn overnight. And, and I think we maybe got a little bit of fool's gold uh, the first two weeks and, and got really excited and expectations high. But this is a team that's only won five games in two years. So, yes, I think it's fair to say that, that when things go bad, we tend to drop our shoulders and, and slump, slump a little bit. And, and you look up and you're down 17 points to to App State, and um, and you know what? And they're like any other team. You you get out in front and they get momentum and confidence, and and you know we really had a good chance. We came out strong, opening kickoff, one play. For somehow, you know, we could gotten off the field on that third down when the quarterback broke. You know, the first three and out. Who knows what happens after that? Uh, you, you know, you know, you just. You could you could run them out of the gym, but anyway, it didn't happen, and uh, and we've got to figure a way out to to not have these 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 just bad lapses in the middle of games, and 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 come out and 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 find a way to put four quarters together. So yeah, it's it's been a tough tough couple of days for uh, for everybody, I'm sure. This game to me comes down to, and even the Wake Forest game in a in a sense, if if this was a video game and you could turn off injuries, and Carolina has their best 22 players. I think Carolina wins this game. I think Carolina wins the Wake Forest game. But the drop-off in talent combined with the inexperience when you're replacing all your injured guys, the drop-off, it's it's as drastic as any Power 5 team you could probably have in the country. And that's why, to me, this game was always going to be a toss-up where if UNC and App State played every, every week of the season, I think they would split a full season's worth of games. And App State was just a team that executed better. Carolina got a little careless with the ball at times. Sam Howell, three turnovers. But the area that UNC has struggled the most this season, their offensive line. You've got guys rotating in and out, guys that are good at blocking the run, but bad blocking for the pass and vice versa. There's just no cohesion with their offensive line. Guys getting blown up at the line of scrimmage, driven back five yards. They've been the biggest weakness right now on the team, but in your opinion, what did you think about their play on Saturday and how big of a concern are they going forward? Because Nick Polino's not coming back anytime soon, and there's been no timetable on Charlie Heck's return. Yeah, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you on the fact that our first 11 were pretty good and, and on both sides of the ball, and I think our first 11 uh, without injuries are, uh, can play with anybody, you know, and except for maybe Clemson, you know, I still think that if we had our first 11 on both sides and totally healthy, that, that we're competitive for a half or maybe three quarters uh, with Clemson. But uh, you touched on it. Um, I, 
this depth is not going to be solved overnight. Just we've got to recruit our way out of it. Um, we've got we cannot have this, this drastic of a drop off. And and I think the thing that that was most burdensome is is the fight. You know, we just need a little bit more fight. We got to get some dogs out there. We got to get some people that that take it personally when 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 they're getting thrown off the ball by. You know, I mean, we we had them dwarfed by 40 pounds and 50 pounds and and, and six, you know, three to five inches on each one. And and you've got to you've got to be mean and nasty to play this game up front. And, and that and I didn't see a whole lot of that, um, you know, when it came down to it. We've got to be able to run the ball. And if we can't run the ball, we are going to lose every game. We just can't we we can't make every we can't put so much pressure on a true freshman quarterback. And our running backs are the best best position on our team. So. I don't know, you know, the makeup. I don't know how much, you know, with Polino being out. I mean, that hurt us. We've had some key injuries to some key people, and and you can't ask. You got to have linemen. That, that you got to have a leader on that line, and, and somebody's got to step up. It's hard to ask a true freshman to step up and lead right now. But um, somebody on that line's got. They, they got to get it going and, and get tougher, and and we've got to be able to split them out and run block better. And if not, then it's going to be a tough, tough year. One point that you mentioned about recruiting, I just wanted to ask quickly. Carolina has a good recruiting class coming in right now. Do you think they'll have a good recruiting class no matter how they finish the year? I think, you know, Mac brought in a lot of hype. The 2-0 start, everybody's feeling great. But now the team's starting to fall off. Do you think that's something that will worry recruits? Or do you think they kind of can see the big picture and see guys are going down in injuries at critical positions and seeing that there's a lot of playing time to be had. Uh, Coach Brown and, and this staff, I, I've said it, we, we've got the best recruiting staff in the ACC, and, and I believe that. And, and these guys, they, 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 we've got a great product. I mean, we've got a great school. Everything about it is, is, is awesome, and, and we're going to recruit well. And it's it just not going to be overnight. And these kids, and we've just got to build depth. And, and, and until we start – you know, building depth, talented depth, then, then, you know, it's going to, it's a process. And, and we were way behind the eight ball, um, you, you know, with talent the last couple of years, we haven't recruited well and, and it's coming, you know, it's coming to the top right now because, you know, the lack of depth that we haven't been able to establish. So I think people see, I, they see the trajectory going up. They know coach Brown's done it before and he can do it again. You know, is it going to be this year? Who knows? You, you know, it's hard to tell, but I don't think, I think these guys are these guys that are that are that are committed to us are are coming because they know that the future is bright. Yeah, that's one thing that I had mentioned on Twitter um, that I think this team, despite these two losses, you could clearly tell that they're moving in the right direction. They have uh, a quarterback of the future in Sam Howell. They have a great running back in Javante Williams. They've got a defensive coordinator in Jay Bateman who. He's putting the defensive players in the right place to make plays. They're just they're just not making it. So if I'm a recruit, I can kind of see the big picture that hey, this this is a team that has the pieces, and I could be the I could be the person that kind of puts them over the top and gets Carolina back to back to the national stage, kind of. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with it, with everything you said. We we've got a we got a great coaching staff in, in place. We've got a great head man. Um, and and we've got some really really good assistant coaches that that are really good recruiters and and these kids they 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 want to be a part of it and uh, they'll be in the right spot you know we talk we can talk about it. we're gonna we we've got to 
we've got to start, you know, we got to recruit some intangibles too. some things. Maybe you can't really, you know, you can't see the, the immeasurables, the, the, you know, the toughness, the grit, we got to get some nastiness up front and um, on both sides of the ball and, and, and build some depth. And, and that's where football starts. It starts from the inside out. And, and quite frankly, we just haven't recruited very well uh, on both sides of the line, um, you know, over the last two or three years. And, and it's really hurting us right now, but uh, the future's bright there and, and we'll recruit well and, and, and we'll get this thing going right. It's just, it's tough because we did start so much and you want to continue that momentum. And um, I think, you know, I think the goal should be as it was for me for, at the beginning of the season was to make a bowl game and, and find somehow to get to a bowl game. And, and that just would be such an improvement. But the fact, fact is we have only won five games in the last two years, and we are not good enough to turn the ball over three times, or we're not good enough not to be able to run the ball. And uh, we have got to take advantage of, of, of our strengths. And right now we have just got to find a way to get better, you know, up front and, and, and start getting, getting running downhill a little bit. To me against App State, the loss – falls um mostly on the offense defensively I thought they did well enough to win the game but they did have their moments where they had big breakdowns when the game mattered the most and for for defense it's tackling has been the major issue with them they've missed at least 15 tackles in basically every game so far what do you what did you think about the tackling against App State and is that something that you can improve mid-season I don't think you can improve it mid-season because you can't you can't tackle in practice, and um, uh, it, it's just again we it, everything keeps pointing back to to depth, and when you don't have depth, you can't hit in in the in the preseason in camp. Uh, you're you're too scared you're going to lose too many players, and and tackling is is something that that you you know you can work on it with dummies, and you can work on it with rolling dummies and, and things like that, or you can work on it on pads, but <clears throat> if you don't, if you go high, we're just playing, we're just tackling too high and, and bouncing off people. We've got to, we've got to come in low and wrap and roll and, and, and we're just bouncing off guys. I mean, we're hitting them too high. So, I mean, sure you can work on it and you can try and you can, and I know they're going over in tapes, but, but I don't know how much you can improve it right now. And, you know, without, without, tackling in practice but the thing you got to find in everything is you got to get better each week you got to find a way to get better each week we got to find some guys that can tackle and some guys that can block because you can't tackle when you can't block is a hard it's a hard game to play and um and and that's just the facts and and we've got to be we've got to be more sure tacklers we got to wrap them and we got to roll and we got to get more people to the ball and 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 that comes with experience and comes with talent and we've got to recruit our way out of here and get some guys that can that can run to the ball and, and tackle Okay, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, we're back. 
We've talked about how big a drop-off it is from Carolina's ones and their twos and how the depth just has to get better for this team to contend. But for this season, don't you get a little worried about players like Aaron Crawford and Jason Strobridge and Miles Dorn when you're asking them to play 90% of snaps? And don't you think that's kind of contributing to how many injuries Carolina has just these guys are being asked to play a lot of reps because the guys behind them they're not as good uh, without a doubt I, it would you know it's the same same thing we've been we've been talking about um you do get worried you get worried about having this many plays and, and you'll and you got to be able to rotate guys in and out and and eventually you know eventually you just get worn down and the fact of the matter is that we are asking these guys to play and strobridge hadn't played in two weeks you know i think he came out and tried maybe the first series this week and and, and set out for the rest of the game so hopefully we'll get some of these guys back um and some of these young guys that that are rotating in there i mean you got to keep rotating them um we'll, we'll we'll get better and and i and i tell you the thing that we we really need to do is we have to be pragmatic and realistic and 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 look at where we are and, and, and just hope to improve from week to week to week and get some of these guys, you know, where they are getting better week to week. And, and right now we've got some issues up front um, run blocking and we've got some issues tackling and we've got to address those. And I know I know the coaching staff's pulling out all stops right now of what they can do. But again, you're limited because you really, really can't do a lot until you really have a lot of you two and three deep at, at every position. The biggest bright spot to me on Saturday was Javante Williams at running back basically 100 yards rushing. He's the real deal at running back. I think he's starting to prove that if you're Carolina, if you could ever figure out this offensive line, you've got a great running back in Javante Williams, who to me is starting to kind of separate himself from the pack. Yeah, he runs hard. He runs downhill. And um, again, he got a lot of yards on his own. And then, you know, and then when when it counted, though, you know, when, when we were really – our best drive of the game was when he started getting downhill and he started running and we started knocking him off the ball and they were laying out and, and you know, grabbing – you know, cramping up and, and, and grabbing their feet and we really imposed our will on them. <clears throat> and lo and behold, what happens when, when we hit the tight end for the touchdown? Because that's all about the running game and that's all that was. That was a, uh, that was a smash-mouth football that, that we need to have consistently. We had it on that one drive and then, and then Carl makes a great – touchdown catch because the linebackers suck up thinking we're going to run the ball so this is not a hard game you know you run it and then you do it to your strength and then you, and you you suck those linebackers up and those dbs get a little tighter and you get in behind them with a the tight end down the middle so it's not all doom and gloom uh taylor it, it, it's not i mean there's just some bright spots out there that that we have got to continue to, to be, just find some consistency early on we've got to be able to run and establish the run and and get it downhill and uh, you know everybody was you know, texting, calling, you know, stopping me on the way out about play calling this, play calling that. You can't, you can't call plays if you can't run the ball, and and you're so limited. If 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 your first your first two runs in, in first and second down are net and you zero, and then you put the pressure on a on a true freshman to to, to make a, an outstanding throw, and it wasn't like they were loading the box either. So, and don't I don't want to hear I don't want to talk anything about play calling until until we start running the ball better. Public enemy number one is always the. Uh offensive coordinator when things aren't going right for sure carolina has been outscored 74 to 40 in first halves this year and this is something that you kind of just you kind of just touched on but that stat kind of just drives it home that they've been outscored 34 points in the first in the, the first half this year especially in the second quarter they've been struggling this team they've dug themselves 
pretty big holes early and only to have to try to fight and claw back. What would you say would be your number one key for what this Carolina team has to do to get off to better starts? I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer to that. I think that I would have to be around the team more to know. Um, you know, I, 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 you would need that's something that that a coaching staff has got to figure out. Um, it's gonna it's gonna center with with leadership. You know, it's gonna center and and it's not the coaching staff. You got to have leaders on both sides of the ball, and they've got to step up and they've got to police themselves. They got to make sure these guys are ready. They've got to be the ones that that are, are are policing the team and telling them, "Hey, don't hold your head down. We got to get started." You know, you, there's a lot of stuff that that the coaches can't control, and and I'm sure everybody's looking for that. But without being there and without being at practice every day and not knowing who the leaders are, this is something that's got to be developed. And again, it goes back to the fact that we are kind of that beat dog that keeps putting his head out and gets kicked in the teeth, you know, and goes back into the house. And until we can come on out and start biting some people, then then, then we're going to kind of go down and we kind of get down our shoulder slump like Coach Brown talked about. And, and we've got to figure that out. And that's a mentality that's not going to be changing in, in, in the nine months that the coach has been here. So it's got to be developed. It's got to be a culture that, that this, that's not accepted about, uh, you know, guys slumping their shoulders and, and getting down on themselves. And, but, but it would have to be – it starts within. It starts with, with leadership uh, within the team. And, and right now I'm just not around the team enough to know who that might be. From a game planning perspective, I think the coaches have put players in the right spot, but one of the issues for the coaching staff has been clock management. First half, you have, uh, when you're running your two-minute offense, they have two timeouts left, and that last run, if if Michael Carter doesn't get in the end zone, you're running out of time and not getting any points for what was a great drive. And late in the fourth quarter, when they brought on uh, Noah Ruggles to try to attempt the 56-yard field goal. I don't know if uh, App State's coach just had uh, a mental breakdown or something, but if he doesn't call that timeout, I think there was only about four seconds left on the play clock, and uh, Noah Ruggles was still still taking his steps as a kicker. And we saw in the South Carolina game taking a knee on fourth down, the Wake Forest game not – not knowing the situational stuff. Is this is this just a team that's still coming together, a coaching staff that's still coming together, or is this something that fans should be concerned with going forward because we've seen it in almost every game so far? I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. There, there's so many things that, that could contribute to this. There could, you know, it could be the, the coaching staff getting you know, communication from the top down to the, to the bottom, um, you know, on play calling. There's just so many factors that – that if you're not around the program every day, that, that I just I don't have I I can't answer that. I mean you've you, you you see that stuff. You know maybe there is some rust, and maybe these maybe there's these coaches are first. You know they put this, put together a staff. They haven't been together a whole long time. You got also have a freshman quarterback, a true freshman quarterback. So there's there's so many different factors that can contribute to this, and I and I and I would expect it to get better as the season goes along. Just like I hope we get better as players as the season goes along too, and. And uh, but without being really right down there and understanding what's going on, you know, maybe there's some decisions on whether the kid could kick that far, whether they were going to try Hail Mary. There's just so many different factors right there. And I think Michael Carter last week, you know, didn't know he thought the time was running out. And those are things that you got to have football intelligence as well. So it's not only players and coaches, but a lot of it's probably, you know, this is a new staff put together and four competitive ball games <laughs> really hard not one breather yet. And you know what? Sometimes people make mistakes and coaches make mistakes and players make mistakes. And 
you just hope it doesn't cost you a game and, and, and you move on and learn from it. Yeah, in the press conference today, Mac was talking about how how rare it is that every every game Carolina has played in has come down to the last possession. So I don't think the clock management issues are something to be concerned about. I think you've just seen, you know, bang bang games for four straight weeks and four different scenarios being thrown at thrown at a coaching staff that's still coming together. But yeah, and a, and a true freshman quarterback. And a true I mean, freshman quarterback. I mean, as good as he is, I mean, he he's still 18 years old, you know, and and it is what it is, and and I, I just think that with, with with I mean, you look all around uh, with with new coaching staffs and 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 everybody's just they've got the you know the first first few games are going to be like that. I mean, nobody it just it just happens, and and you you touched on it, Taylor. It, it's been bang bang. I mean, all the way down to the last play of just about every game. So. Um, I, I, I feel all this will improve as, as I hope we will improve, you know, run and the run game blocking as well. Yeah. I know the coaches are, they, they try to game plan for every late game situation and preparing for two minute drills. So I don't think it's a, it's a situation where they're just not prepared for everything. It's just, it's just everything being thrown at them at, at one time, exactly. but up next Carolina has Clemson coming to town. What do you think the mindset of the team is coming off back-to-back in-state losses and one of, if not the best team in all of college football coming to town? You know, I think it should be. Yeah, I think it should be loose. I think the attitude should be loose. Nobody is giving you a chance. You're thirty-point underdogs or whatever. How about you know? I, if I, I want to see who's going to fight, you know, I think you'll. I think you'll find a lot about out a lot about our team um, this week in, 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 a, in a tough in the tough game against the number one team in the country. Who's going to be out there fighting? I mean, what, if you think about it, if your aspiration is to play in the NFL, what tape are they going to – what tape are NFL scouts going to put on? They're, they're not putting Appalachian State on. They're, they're just not. They're not going to do it. They're not putting Wake Forest on. And they're going to put Clemson game on. And, and they're going to see – they're going to put the Miami game on. They, you know, they're going to put teams that are, that are big, athletic, and, and the best in the country. And um, – so why not go out there and, and 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 show these guys that you can you know that you can play against the number one team in the country and show some fight. I mean, you know, I mean, let's let's get after it. Let's find out who wants to be there. I think it's got to be a challenge. It's got to be a fun challenge. And you know, get yourself on TV. Get yourself some good tape for these scouts to see. And and if you're young, you know, and you get a chance to go in there and and play against these guys, show the coaches that they 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 they, they didn't make a mistake by putting you in that game. And I just want to see some fight. I want to see some dogs get after it and, and scrap and claw and, and chew and, and defend their and defend their home, you know, and and, and not get embarrassed and, and, and fight. And I just think that, that that's something that's, that's got to that's got to be your mentality when you're going against a team that, that's just, you know, arguably the best team in the country. And they're going to continue to roll those defensive linemen in and out. These linemen got to fight them. Just I want to see some fight. That's what I'm looking for. From a coaching perspective, Jace Reuter left the game with an injury. And I'm just wondering, how would you adjust your game plan, if at all, for this week with Sam Howell? Because you are one snap away from a walk-on freshman playing quarterback against the defending national champions. I don't think you change anything. I don't know. What was happened to Reuter? He got in one play and got hurt on one play, right? Is, was it yeah, ankle, it was ankle a knee lower body. It was a lower, lower body. A lower body. Yeah, yeah I don't said know. he's I, questionable. Questionable. Well, he's, at least he's not out for the year. Um, no, Taylor, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. You gotta. I mean, I think you have to be pragmatic in how the game goes. You know, I mean, 
let's face it. I mean, if you're a 30 point underdog and it gets out of hand quickly, maybe you make some mid game, you know, some adjustments there, but, but, but game planning, no, you, you go and you do what you do best and, and, and you go fight and, and, and you hope that your team responds and, and, um, and your, and your linemen protect him. And, and Sam's tough dude. I mean, he's, he, that's got, yeah, he's a tough cat and he'll be all right. Um, but we got to protect him for sure. But I, I don't think you can, you can do any kind of planning for the worst scenario, but you know, if it gets to where it's not a winnable ball game, then, then maybe you do just try to run the ball and get on out of there. I don't know, but uh, I want to see some fight. That's what I'm looking for. As somebody who is close with coach Mac Brown and played for coach Mac Brown, what do you think he'll be telling the team pregame as a 28 and a half point underdog? Go have some fun. You know, I've heard it before. We were, we were really, really bad when I played. I mean, really bad. One in 10, one in 10. And, um, I mean, we had zero talent. And for some reason, <laughs> Coach Brown was just one of the best motivators. You go out there and, and he made you believe you could win every game. And that's, that's the sign of a great coach. And these guys are going to come out here believing they're going to win. And, and they should. They should come out believing they're going to win. And he's going to tell them they're going, they should come out and go to win. Who says, I mean, who says Trevor Lawrence can't throw three picks to us? You know, I mean, you, you never know what can happen. And, and I'm, 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 I'm a realist too. I mean, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I'm very realistic guy. Uh, it's, it's a long, long shot. It's one in a million, but you just never know. And if you're scared, don't go out there. You know, if you're scared, stay in and, and, and go, go, go somewhere else, but go out there and fight them. I just want to see some fight. I want to see some guys you know, rip some helmets off. Get, get, I mean, let's get after it. Let's, let's, let's have some fight. Let's don't, let's don't go out there and, and, and just go through the motions. I mean, let's have some emotion and, and let's see some fight against these guys and, and look up and you never know what's going to happen. There's a reason they play the games, right? That's exactly right. Dean's great talking to you this week and uh, look forward to catching up next week. Okay, man. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, And for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher. No. Funnier. I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!